0: Hey guys, Ryan here. In this episode, we'll talk some Italian horror and have a good time. Sadly, this was recorded just before the passing of Daria Nicolotti. And while we mention her, it's worth pointing out that additionally, what a fantastic actress, writer, and contributor to the world of horror and Italian cinema she was. Her list of top tier horror films that she was in is pretty much comparable to anyone in the genre. And any discussion of Italian horror isn't complete without discussing the movies that she was a part of. With that said, we'll miss her, and I uh, hope you enjoy our nonsense. Good news, Shane. Mike is actually recording from the toilet.
1: Yep. That's epic. That is just epic. That's the best.
0: Oh, shit. I got to... Oh, my God. I'm Just getting my shit together. Oh, let's see. I think I got everything put together here. All right, you guys all set? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get rolling. That was a very lovely accompaniment you put on there, Mike. That was awesome.
2: (laughs) I haven't burped all day. That was my first burp of the day. (laughs) How could that be possible? (laughs) I don't know. I guess I was saving it up for that moment.
1: Yeah, that was well worth it.
0: I feel like I wake up and I've already burped three or four times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You could just taste it. You just know. Yeah, right. Probably from all that seltzer. Oh, my God. got to tell you, I got annihilated by myself in my apartment the other day. And uh, Friday
0: or just randomly?
2: Uh, whatever. I think it was. Wait. What day is today? I think it was Friday.
1: Mm. It's Sunday. Today. Yeah.
2: And uh, I was doing reviews on these metal albums. And I was so drunk that I just X'd out of it. And I just lost everything. <laughs> and Come then on. And the next day, I felt terrible. Heartburn. Oh, everything you're describing, it's like I felt it so much.
0: <laughs> well, I blame... I'm not saying I wasn't drinking heavily last night, but I believe it's probably the midnight uh, cheese assault I put my body under. Ooh,
2: tell me, what'd you do?
0: Oh, we... I cut up a bunch of cheese because I knew we were going to be playing um what's that fucking game? Uh Jackbox with uh, Miles over the internet. Ah. And um so I prepared ahead of time this big cheese platter oh. for for just me and Alisa. Like there was definitely enough cheese for like 3 or 4 people, but we ate every fucking piece of it. <laughs> and it was probably a bad choice. Although it did have one of my favorite moments yesterday. When I'm cutting up the cheese, and Elisa goes, oh, make sure you put the pepper jack on there. And I go, we don't have any pepper jack. She goes, uh, yeah, we do. It's cut up sitting in, in the uh, the cheese drawer. And I go, no, it's not. That's cheddar. She goes, well, in my heart, it's pepper jack. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a great uh, quote. In my heart,
1: it's pepper jack. <laughs> I don't if know I,
0: what she was talking that
1: about. That is comedy gold. Bless her.
0: Uh, fuck. Anyway, welcome to All You Need Is Blood. Episode number 96. Oh my god, we're almost at 100. It's happening.
1: What are we it's doing happening. for 100? What are we going to do for 100? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Let's just skip it and go to 101.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could do. We got to so do something special. We, pretend we recorded it and then just like we lost it.
0: Like that. Yeah, never, just never mention before.
2: it. That'd be cool if we get different people to come in, like Fright and Val and George, and
0: and then we don't do it.
2: Yeah, just let them do it. And they can hand <laughs> off the Skype. Remember when
1: I remember when I said last time the strategic plan of getting other people to come in so we don't have to do it. Mm. I think we should throw that in motion. We should do that for episode one hundred. Val's like, uh, talking just about. Just invite everybody that. in. Invite everybody in, and we just sit there, listen, and don't partake.
2: And even if they ask us questions, we just don't answer them.
1: Yeah. yeah just just
2: <laughs> them. has been talking about wanting to do a podcast, so I could just give her this. Like, here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There you go. I've got people who want to join in on the podcast. You know, when they say, oh, when you randomly record a podcast, let me know, and I will randomly turn up. And I'll be like, all right, then. It was a bit like Adam the other week when he was round. Hmm. He just happened to be round. He just happened to be here, and I said to him, "Oh, I'm recording a podcast of it. He went, "Oh, sweet," and that was it. There you go. Yeah, and then you have got the unintelligible Midlands accent of Adam. Midlands. He lives in the. He comes from the Midlands.
0: What does the Midlands comprise of, Shane?
1: <laughs> uh, Nottingham, Leicester, Birmingham, Yorkshire—that kind of place. Alabama, Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. <laughs> you can. oh my God
0: <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the podcast where we discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of upcoming horror movies.com as far as I know. <laughs> Our Gmail is all you need is pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group all you need is blood, Instagram account all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in "All You Need Is Blood." Subscribe, rate, click, like, ring, do it all.
2: You remembered Spotify this time. That was a good That's one. Right. That was a good one, Ryan.
0: It's right <laughs> on there, man. I think I, I remember the last time I recorded. Like for whatever reason, like my voice was gone, which is surprising because I was like screaming last night and like rolling on the ground like crying laughing (laughs) you know when you laugh so hard that it it just hurts and you're like
2: (laughs) (laughs) my friends like when i laugh hard like that because i get really high pitched (laughs) like i seriously sound like a woman when i laugh really hard and it makes my buddy laugh even harder and it's like a rich evans type laugh not that high (laughs) okay (laughs) pretty pretty high (laughs) i start tearing up and it's just it's terrible I can't remember the last time I laughed like that. Yeah, I haven't oh, laughed like man. that in 2020, that's for sure.
0: I got I I gotta get you in on one of our uh one of our Jackbox games. It's just the most I, I would never ever invite anyone that like isn't a horrible person on to play with us oh, because yeah. it just it gets so vile like right off the bat. Like we started the first game and I'm like, all right, I'm just letting you guys know that I'm up starting pedal to the metal already.
2: I've only played that Jack in the Box like once with Val. Well,
0: you got got to do it with a group of people because then it just, you know, Mm. things happen. People try to one-up each other and it gets ridiculous. (laughs)
1: I've I've played Jackbox before and it is hysterically funny. Yeah. Um, I did it, a friend of mine has a shop in Norwich called Regenerated Gaming, (laughs) which specializes in like... Right, old retro gaming consoles and old games and stuff like that, which he buys in and sells. And um, I went in the shop one afternoon, and they were all playing Jackbox. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they went, do you want to have a go? I was like, all right then. And then they were coming up with these questions, and they said you you could think of the most wrong answer possible. I was like, fine, Mm. I can do that. And then somebody said something about adopting or – was it? um, mentioned something about adopting small children, and I said, "Never ask Madeleine McCann's parents." Oh God! Wow. <laughs> and then there were like questions about um, dead parents, and you know uh, necrophilia, and oh, yeah. I was just coming up with all kinds of fucking shit. That um, said,
2: one uh, like that one card game. What the hell is it called?
1: Humanity.
2: Yeah, that's based off of based out of Chicago too. And uh, they've got all these booster packs, and Val and I played it with all these people one day, and I came up with something like, <laughs> I came up with like some of the worst shit <laughs> that you can think of, and I was oh, so yeah. proud of it. But I haven't, we haven't played since.
1: Could that be why? <laughs> uh, oh
2: yeah, maybe, maybe they just play without
0: <laughs> me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it.
2: just, just that, that guy's rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I had that happen at a party once. I, I shouldn't even tell this, but it's fucking too hysterical uh we we're playing a game where you have to like come up with an argument for um for like they, like you, you pose a question then everyone has to present their argument and then the judge decides who has the best argument <laughs> so the question was what is the worst thing someone can do with their money if they won the lottery and like everyone's going through and they've got all these answers about blowing money and i was like the worst thing you could do is, is to reopen a Nazi death camp. Oh my Ooh. God. And they were like, What do you mean? And I'm like, For operation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, oh he didn't pause when I crushed his rib. Yeah.
0: It turns out one girl at the party did not think that was funny. Oh man.
2: <laughs> yeah, when I used to go to parties a lot, like, I would always be the go to guy that people would ask for dead baby jokes. Like, I had an <laughs> oh, idiot oh, sure. knowledge in my head of like, I would say, a couple dozen dead baby jokes. And one day, like, I knew it got really bad, because one day I got a text from my buddy at, like, 2, 3 in the morning. He's like, hey, he's like, text me some uh, dead baby jokes. I'm like, really? Like, now I'm on call for this shit? Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just... Ugh.
0: This is what I'm known for.
2: Yeah, that's, that's awful. Being horrible.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Well, that mute button didn't I work. A really evil, uh,
1: <laughs> well, I just thought of a really evil joke regarding a baby, but I won't repeat it.
0: Great. All right, well, let's get our fucking podcast. <laughs> started. So other than dead babies, fellas, what's been going on with you? Anything uh, new recently, Shane?
1: Um, I'm ill. Um, I think Rona. It, I think it might be flu, not the Rona.
0: Oh, it's the Rona.
1: No, it's not because I, I can breathe, you see. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> I woke up this morning with the worst headache that I have not been able to shift all fucking day, so I have dosed myself up on painkillers left, right, and centre. Um, it's kind of taking the edge off, but not overly, so although I am here, you might have to put some sound bites in later on when I kind of strategically disappear, um, just splicing some old comments from me somewhere along the line, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but, uh, basically, since we last recorded, I have, um, been trying to watch some new movies, um, been getting together some Christmas presents for people. I'm, um, none of them listen to the podcast, so, which is always a winner. (laughs) So basically, um, I'm doing my own spiced hot chocolate blend. Um, which I'm going to be giving to people, all made from scratch using um, cocoa, cinnamon, cardamom, nutmeg, ginger, and something else. I can't remember what. Uh,
2: you don't want to give away your recipe now. Yeah. Well, I like, I care.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I, I don't mind sharing recipes. It's all good.
2: Um, man I just found out this really good cocoa recipe that I just made up on my own
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's in it Mike
2: Uh, cardamom um,
1: ginger (laughs) fuck you bitch that's mine (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah what else has been going on Um, yeah I've watched some new movies Um, well new to me Uh, I watched um, some I've been perusing Netflix a bit just to ease my boredom you know um i bought a couple of uh oh i bought a copy of the fog soundtrack on vinyl through amazon and it's green and black green and black vinyl which is kind of nice um what else have i done not much i haven't bought any blu-rays for a while uh I bought a couple of old, C- old school CDs that turned up the other day. Um, a couple of old soundtrack albums. Because um, I'm such a completist when it comes to like, certain bands, I found there was a track I was missing by Depeche Mode. So I bought a CD soundtrack um, called Until the End of the World. And it had this uh, there's a couple of tracks on there that I've been missing from my collection for various bands. I was like, oh, sweet. Sounds pretty long. Yeah, it was. It was a bit mew. But yeah, a couple of good tracks on it, but the rest of it's a bit shit. (laughs) Um, That's about it, really. Um, I have been doing lots of cooking. I made a cauliflower cheese earlier today. Um,
0: Cauliflower cheese?
1: Mm hmm. It's
0: cauliflower.
1: It's cauliflower covered in cheese sauce and baked.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not a cheese with cauliflower embedded in it.
1: No.
2: Oh. Cauliflower is good, man. Like if you, yeah. if you can mash cauliflower, which I've done before, it tastes oh, yeah. like not just like mashed potatoes, but you can get it pretty close.
0: Oh yeah, put a little garlic in there. Roast oh garlic.
2: yeah, you just yeah, gotta take
1: the I... moisture out, and you're good to go. The best way to do that is by roasting it. I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roast your cauliflower, um, and then make your cheese sauce. I always make mine from scratch. So that's always a winner. Um, add a bit of pepper, a bit of garlic, a bit of KM pepper. Um, and just top it, pour it all over the cauliflower and just add some grated cheese and then just leave it in the oven for about half an hour or so. I'm hard. Easy. <laughs> um, I made that with some chicken and mushrooms, so that was.
0: Well, c- that sounds delicious, Shane. I'll be over later for some.
1: Yeah, well, you'll have to fight my neighbors for it because I just gave the rest of it to my neighbors. Those um, bastards. And they were like, "Thank you very much," and I was like, "Just, you know, enjoy it."
2: Mm.
1: So um, I've been baking a lot, baking a lot, because basically, i um, my Christmas gift idea for people was instead of buying them. Blu-rays and, like, standard tacky gifts, I thought I'd do um, homemade stuff. So I'm giving them, like, the ingredients to bake triple chocolate brownies, this hot chocolate spice mix, some sausage rolls, some cookies. Um, You know, just giving it to them all in a little hamper. I'm saying, Merry fucking Krampus, you bastards. Like a laundry hamper? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a that's a lot of baking goods
1: Yeah, the, the, no, not that big <laughs> You know, just like, here, have some cooking stuff Cook it yourself I ain't That's doing cool that.
0: How very Martha Stewart of you, Shane
1: Yeah, whatever um, <laughs> Fucking Martha Stewart Hey, at least she's been I, The difference between Martha Stewart and me Is that one of us has been in prison And it wasn't me <laughs>
0: That's just about the only difference.
1: I think mm-hmm. I'd take on
2: Martha Stewart. In a fight? No, sexually. I'll put you oh. like in the kitchen. No, not in the kitchen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of weird how our minds all went to different places. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah,
1: but...
0: How about you, Mike? Other than jerking off to Martha Stewart, what else have you been doing?
2: Oh, uh, well, I'm in... Been uh, trying to divvy up my time between doing my uh, year of horror still. I'm on uh, 313 movies that I've watched since June. So Halloween really put me forward quite a bit. Yeah,
0: you did like, what, 150 or something?
2: Uh, I think so. Like, something crazy. No, like what else am I doing, right? So um, between that and I got the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So, yeah, you got both of them. yeah. I took away a child's present on Christmas Day.
0: (laughs) I saw that. You see those
2: stupid memes going around? (laughs) (laughs) Like parents are trying to make grown adults feel bad that they like entertainment as well. Yeah, so I've been um, playing Persona 5 Royal on the PS5. and I've been playing uh, Yakuza 0 on the uh, Xbox, both of which are not. (laughs) <laughs> like current gen games but mm-hmm. that's all I can I can do right now. Um other than that I've been um rating metal albums for the year because you know I'm single. So of yeah. course I'm doing that. And uh yeah, I've just been plugging away, I've been working out every day, I've been listening to metal and reviewing metal and playing video games and that is my life. And that's a dream. That's that's the twenty twenty life. So yeah, that's about it.
0: Not too bad. Uh, myself, actually, video game wise, I was playing Halo One. Um, I think on Friday, <laughs> and uh, so I, it's whatever the remastered, you know, whatever version, the Master Chief Collection, right? And um, I was I was pretty intoxicated when I was playing it. And I'm like, God damn it. Why is this so hard? Like, I keep losing. I keep getting my ass kicked and I can't figure it out. And I look and I see I have it on Legendary. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh. Val and I are actually like, going
2: through all the Halos on uh, Legendary.
0: Uh, it was it, But it was like, you know, one in the morning and I'm just getting my ass handed to me. And I've been playing for like an hour. And I'm like, why is this so hard? You're still
2: on like the first level. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Oh. So that was pretty funny. Um, the other thing I started doing last week is, I think I mentioned previously that my movie room was exploding with too many movies. What? And I'm out of places to keep them. That happens. So I had to bite the bullet and I pulled a large portion of my VHS off the shelf and put them into storage.
1: <sighs> wow. Oh my god.
0: I uh, wasn't happy about it, but now the movie room is absolutely gorgeous. There's so much room for more movies to be added.
2: Man, just get an IKEA bookshelf and put those VHS back out there.
0: Listen, there is no place for an <laughs> IKEA bookshelf. <laughs> My walls are completely filled with movies. Damn, dude. So, um, do you know how I'll many you would, like
2: own? How many like movies yeah. you have?
0: Yeah, well, I went through when I was doing a little bit of, up, while I was doing all this, because you end up pulling all your shit off the shelf, I, I like, started just glancing through some of my collection software, and I found there were some fucking movies that weren't in the software, and, like, immediately had a panic attack of, like, oh my god, what ones aren't in there? What am I not keeping track of? Like, do I have to start over and <clears throat> scan them all in again? So uh, I I did a couple refreshers and added a bunch of films that turned out to be missing. There's probably more that I don't have in there, but right now I'm at 4,998.
2: Are you serious? That's insane.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, it's... uh... It's getting pretty crazy, and then there's shit that I thought I owned that I don't. I'm like, what? I could have sworn I owned this. Like, I, like, um, just like dumb shit. I was like, oh, I definitely owned the Wonder Woman movie, yet it wasn't there. I'm like, oh my god. So I've so been What are your last two movies?
2: What are you gonna what do you get mean? to get to five thousand? You got to get something to celebrate. Well,
0: pro- literally, Mike. I bet there's some on their way. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I know one of them is. Um, I just ordered the um hereditary not hereditary the other one um midsummer midsummer the
2: midsummer collector's box Yeah. back I, on sale yeah I, I ordered that too the other day i was so excited uh, it was like the 4k $50 collector's yes. edition oh yes
0: so that's that's definitely one of mine
1: i only paid 799 for my copy of midsummer on blu-ray yeah but this is uh like a super
2: collectors insane obsa- obs- like insane edition It's like 4K and something my TV. I
0: don't know. There's like, there's a book that comes with it too.
1: Uh,
0: Completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah, totally. So,
0: uh, so I've been doing that. And then the PC I have in that room that I use for both watching movies and for, uh, for, you know, looking at the collection and shit is, was shitting the bed. Like the USB ports on the front were broken and it was constantly crashing. I had a bunch of problems. So I cannibalized my old gaming PC with stuff from my old media PC, put it together, stuffed it into a new case, cleaned it all up, and now I've got, like, a much nicer working media center PC. So I'm pretty happy with that result. But I still got clean up to do. It's like I just decided to do one thing. I'm like, oh, I'll put my VHS away. And then all of a sudden I'm, like, tearing down shelves and pulling video cards out of computers. and like, what the fuck am I doing now? <laughs> How did it get this far?
2: Turned into a project.
0: Yeah, it's always a project, and I I tried explaining that to Elisa. So I'm like, I can't just do like this one thing. <laughs> like if I, I have to change everything, <laughs> it's like a nightmare.
1: It's really funny. is that I got offered a fifty inch a three D high def TV today for nothing. Yeah, because three D
2: TVs are kind of useless.
1: Yeah, well, see, I don't watch three D stuff anyway, but as Somebody, a friend of mine just said, would you like a TV? I was like, yeah, all right then. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. I'll take
0: a free 50-inch TV any day of the week.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then basically we've just got to work out how he's going to get it to me because he lives in Birmingham. So he's got. To, we've got to work out how he's going to get it to me.
0: Mm.
1: And obviously we've got to wait until lockdown is over because we're in lockdown again um, until December 2nd. And the likelihood of us coming out of lockdown on December 2nd is very slim.
2: Well, they got um, vaccines coming out now, so...
1: Well, apparently so, but whether we get them or not is another thing. Uh, All right. But it's uh, our, our um, gracious leader of the country, Boris Jockstrap, as I like to call him, um, who's a fucking dick, has uh, basically... Yeah just trying to say that um yes we can all come out of lockdown but you can go to work but don't go to work if you can work at home and um you can go out to supermarkets but don't go to supermarkets unless it's really necessary um and uh christmas shopping yes you can have christmas but you can only have five days to see families but you still have to keep the rule of six and Uh, social distance and sit 10 feet away from each other when you're having your food (laughs) and all of this kind of shit.
0: The rule of six, that sounds like something from The Craft.
1: Right, the rule of six, basically, Boris Johnson announced that um, each household is not allowed to have more than six people in.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Grandma, you have to move out.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, I mean, what he's trying to say, I can understand, obviously, he wants to curb the coronavirus. Yeah, I can understand that. If people actually listened, paid attention, you know, and wore the masks and actually did what they were told to keep themselves, like, clean and germ free and all this kind of stuff, that'd be great. But there's so many fucking people that aren't actually paying attention. Yeah, people are idiots. People are fucking idiots. And I've got friends of mine who are currently in Norwich, right, Norwich was basically we virtually had no cases, and then all of a sudden we've got cases coming out of a fucking ass, and it is literally two of my friends like they're married, they live with a th- they've got a twelve year old daughter, all three of them have been tested positive. Oof.
2: Yeah, two um, of my best friends got a corona, and it's funny because guess... it's funny because one yeah. of my buddies he was like, yeah, you know when this whole thing started. I was like, yeah, you want to do something? And he's like, no, I I don't want you coming over. You know, my roommates are very uh, um, paranoid. They don't want anybody coming. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I understand. And I'm like the only one that hasn't gotten corona (laughs) out of like everybody. And uh, now he's got it. And now he's freaking out. And it's because he's going out. Like all my friends have been going out to like bars and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And now Chicago's on lockdown again. Yeah, you
1: say that though. I mean, I've obviously I've been trying to stay away from people. The people that I have visiting, I mean, we social distance. I mean, I've got a good six foot gap in my front room between sofas, so we sit across from each other. So we're not in close vicinity. I have windows open. The the flat is ventilated all the time, and you know we. You know, we sit there, we can converse, you know, we don't shout at each other because my flat is not massive, but there's a six-foot gap between sofas so we can look at each other and talk to each other and all of that kind of stuff. They all work in clean environments, but checked weekly so they know they're okay. I know they're okay. I know I'm okay. And it's, you know, just keeping that down to a minimum, and I barely have people come around as it is. But with everything that's going on at the moment, uh, I mean, when, well, even with everything going on at the moment, and when the start of the lockdown in the UK happened, I wasn't letting people anywhere near my flat. I wasn't letting them come in. And if people even took a step into my front door, I'd be like, I'd back the fuck up. You know, stay where you are. I can hear you. I can see you, even if I have to shout. You're not coming in and if it's got to come to that stage again so be it but my friends know that if i need help or anything like that i can ask them and they can do the drop off thing you know i can have the door open they drop it off and i'm like thank you very much throw money at them if i have to and say there you go there's your payment And they fuck off
2: well the good news <laughs> is that even just that one company that had uh that's doing the vaccine You know, they tested on 44,000 people, supposedly, and they gave half of them a a saline mix and the other half was the actual vaccine and it worked up to 95 percent of the people. They said they're going to have 12 million or uh, 50 million doses by the end of the year. And, like, that's going to divvy up for, like, the whole world. So, like, $12 million goes to the U.S. And that's, like, all for, like, emergency cases and all that. But that's just one company. There's also Moderna out there. I think Russia's got one called Sputnik Five. So, all these... Ah, oh, Mike. Yeah. Get the fuck no, out of that's, here. that's what I read. So, like, and they said by next year, they're going to have
0: 3- 1.3... Why would they name it Sputnik?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Because they're Russia. Like,
0: like what... That'd be like, oh, I got this great new medicine. It's called the Titanic 3. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Like, oh, no, don't do that.
2: <laughs> so there is, like, hope, and eventually everything will go back to normal. It just sucks for yeah. right now. And people are now we're starting to hoard again,
1: like toilet paper. Oh, my God. It's happening oh, in the U.K. as well, man. It, yeah, really, it sucks. I mean, I managed to get an online shop. I pre-ordered my shopping Wednesday of last week and it arrived yesterday 24 hours late and there were items missing and i cannot get through to the customer services of the supermarket i bought my shopping from at all every time i manage to get through i get cut off so it makes me wonder if supermarkets are on demand i think they are
2: i think there's too many people (laughs) yeah. And the ones by me, there's. People people
1: in the supermarkets, a lot of people aren't even wearing masks. And I've noticed that. There are some people you go into a supermarket and they've got kids who aren't wearing masks.
2: So, a real quick thing, and then we'll go to our topic. But my buddy, he works at Whole Foods. And he was telling me that there's a whole bunch of people that walk in there all the time that don't have masks on. And one of the girls that he works with was super scared about that. And she went to the manager. And she was like, hey, you know, a group of people just walked in. They have no masks on. And this was after she confronted them. And they're like, we have medical, you know, we, we can't wear masks. So she goes to her manager. And, man, and the man manager is just like, yeah, everyone's going to get it anyway. So you can't really enforce it anymore. So he has wow. an entire store.
0: A whole grocery
2: store. A whole grocery store that's more than likely contaminated. It's just
0: insane and the thing is
1: there are people out there there who are so fucking entitled they they think they are so entitled all these anti-vaxxers all these people who are anti-masks you know they say oh yeah we're not going to get it and then someone close close to them gets it and they're like they change their tune completely you know it's like oh I was never going to get it but my friend got it so I need to wear a mask now Yep. Uh, Why the fuck didn't they wear a mask in the first place? They're assholes. They're just fucking idiots, and it is a it's a bugbear for me. I go out, I wear a mask, I take my fucking anti-vac gel. You know, I'm just like, I do what I need to do if I have to go out, and I'm always very fucking careful. But when it's when I see people walking around, just not giving a rat's ass. About anybody else, it fucking angers me, and I want to put their face in the concrete. I've
2: been I've been wiping my butt extra these past few weeks. I'm doing my part. They should get the old
1: fucking get the old dingleberries out of the way. Yeah,
2: I don't want any poop fingers now. You know. Normally it's all right,
1: boys.
0: Now that we've got our corona update out of the way, let's get to some actual news.
1: News. <laughs>
0: All right. So here's some news I thought was kind of interesting, more because it relates to something else. But The Last of Us is getting a series on HBO.
1: Yeah, I just
2: read that today. Oh, right. God, there is going to be a Based shitstorm about that. Game.
0: Oh, I'm sure there is. There's there's, there's nothing controversial about, oh about that game. All right. So anyway, I just wanted to point that this out. Uh, the show is going to focus on Joel and Ellie traveling across the United States. And I just want to point this out to the people that own the Resident Evil series that this is what fucking people want when you adapt a video game. Take the characters that are in the game and make them your main characters. <laughs> Don't make a fucking series about Wesker's children or a super-powered Mila Jolovich. Like, what the fuck?
1: Right, <laughs> what are my Right, let's face it. They're going to do Resident Evil as well. They're rebooting Resident Evil. that's my point. yeah that's what you're saying on the games and the characters of the games which is what they yeah they should have done it in the first place um not introduce small characters you know small tiny characters from the games into the films oh look at claire redfield oh look she's disappeared you know (laughs) and then Mili iljevich you know oh yeah check me out i've got superpowers look fuck off you look pretty you can't act for shit fuck off you know, let's oh no, it. I just spelled yeah. seltzer. What was it? And it's only because fucking what was it, she lady what was a Stewie commented what was a Stewie from Family Guy where he says lady only got the job because she's a humping director. Which is yeah. true in that case, because she's got three fucking kids with Paul W. S. Anderson.
0: I gotta pull my jeans out of the garbage so I can clean up the Seltzer. I just <laughs> What? <laughs> Why? Why are
2: they in the garbage? Because they got torn.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's working. Okay. You know, it's just fucking... <sighs> <laughs> all
0: right. Oh, God, it's all wet. i got to keep the mouse away from that part of the pad. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> all right. So Anyway, next up, um, Wonder Woman 84 will release in December in both theaters and HBO Max.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Which... Is smart because people want to watch that movie, and no one wants to go to a movie theater. So,
2: I have been, I have been, and it's been like super clean and like distanced, and it's like completely fine. <laughs> they just closed them again, though. Oh Jesus!
0: Yeah, I I don't know if ours closed again as well, but it probably did. I, I was actually
2: pretty it. pretty happy with the way AMC was because uh, I got the AMC A list. So Val and I were going, and it's like everybody. When you pick out your seat, it, they like close out like, like ten feet around you. It's all like fine. So I'll see Wonder Woman. I haven't seen the first one, but fuck it, I don't.
1: First one's really it's, good.
2: I
0: really like. Yeah, it. it's pretty I like it. good.
1: I would uh, recommend that. I'm really looking forward to this one because um, obviously it's set in 1984. Soundtrack is going to be all eighties, so it's going to be awesome soundtrack wise.
2: I just um, can't get with. Uh, What's her face? Um How can I? No. The other one.
1: Linda? Carr?
2: Oh. The chick from SNL.
0: Uh Kristin wig
2: Yeah, like I usually love Kristen oh, right, Wiig. Yeah. I think she's hysterical, but that is like to me a huge miscast. She's like trying to be all you're trying to take it the tra- at least a trailer all seriously. And she's like running around and like this horrible CGI like leopard thing, and I'm like, this is looks terrible.
0: <laughs> I agree. They, they should have gone with Danny DeVito.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'm a cheetah man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and other superhero news. Uh, the new, a new Constantine film is coming as a follow-up with Keanu Reeves. Uh, and was confirmed him and Peter Stormare are going to return and reprise their roles. I'm and down for I'm that. I'm fucking pumped. Oh, very excited for that.
2: I got to get Tilda Swinton back.
0: I, it's that She was sort of like a, a, a no-name actress when she was in that, I think. I mean, now she's huge. Well,
2: not really. I mean, she was in... Uh, yeah, I mean, she. I watched a movie with her back in the early 90s. Uh, this is from the early 90s. Oh, what the hell was it called? And she was like this immortal uh, woman who was ahead of an estate and she was like nominated a whole bunch for it. Really? Yeah. It was like made in 1992.
0: I didn't even realize she was around that much. Holy crap.
2: Yeah. She was, uh, yeah, she was nominated for it. She won an Oscar.
0: I'm trying to see what else she was in here. The beach. That's oh,
2: it's called thing. Orlando. Uh, Vanilla Sky in 1992 he was nominated it was nominated for two oscars Wow
0: Yeah so I everybody back from uh from that movie I really like that first Constantine movie and I'm glad they're uh bringing it back nice twist on the character
2: Canry is doing a lot of sequels lately Yep I'm Cash in, baby Yeah the next Matrix movie
1: Yeah that's yeah. out next year isn't it
2: yeah, I'm down. Like, I I only really remember the first Matrix. That's, like, one of my favorite action movies ever, but the yeah,
0: other everybody two... everybody remembers the good one. Yeah, no one the other two watch. I don't really remember. All hey, two I
1: liked Matrix Reloaded. I hated Matrix Revolutions.
0: I didn't like either of them. I thought mm-hmm. both of them were bad. Oh, what do you know? everything. I know <laughs> that in Stranger Things season 4, Robert England yeah, will be a recurring character.
2: Maybe it'll be maybe the show'll be good now.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
2: Hot take, Mike. That's a hot take. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. It's just, I think it's way overrated. Like it's cool and all, but
0: I think it's a good show. I mean, you watch all those uh, Netflix shows. I think this is definitely better than most. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: It's not bad.
0: It just, I I don't get the hype.
1: I loved season three. I thought season three was awesome.
0: Yeah. I I liked, I enjoyed all of them and I'm sure this one will be good. I don't know how much Robert England's going to be in it. It says he's a recurring character. Uh, Let's see. He's an imprisoned in the psychiatric hospital. He's a murderer, so I don't know.
2: That's good. Why I'm not? glad that he's... That's like a really good decision. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'll watch it just for that.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I've actually got a couple of the soundtrack albums on colored vinyl. I've got the uh, Stranger Things Season 3 soundtrack album on neon pink vinyl. And it's fucking bright.
0: <laughs> and then finally, boys, big news. Um, Dan... Sechenberg, who is the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, will helm the newest Predator movie.
2: Can't be can't be no. worse than the last
0: shitstorm. <laughs> and I want you guys to predict what you think the title's gonna be. Because I know I, I think I know what they're gonna do.
2: I think they're just gonna call wait, didn't they just call the last one Predator?
0: So the first movie was Predator. Okay. The second Predator Two. The third Predators
2: Which was Robert what, what and then
0: Right, and then the fourth, The Predator.
2: I think they're going to call this Predator 3. <laughs> I, think, I think
1: they might just call it Predators, but with a Z. Oh, with a Z. So it's like set in the hood, Predators in mm-hmm. the hood. Oh. <laughs> if <laughs>
2: they make pred- Predator 2. If they make Predator like go to space and, like fight, I'm down.
0: Uh, I think this one is going to be they're gonna choose the most confusing title possible. They're gonna call it the Predators. In the they hood. already had a, they already had a film called Predators, but they didn't have one called The
2: Predators. I love Ten Gloverfield Lane, but I don't know how he's gonna do with like a monster
1: alien. But, or right or I'm going down with Predators in the Hood because I mean Predators if, in the
0: Hood. If, <laughs> if, predators back to the hood. What's that? Then the sequel, Predators Back to the Hood.
1: Yeah, and don't uh, what was it? Um what was that film, Drinking Your Juice in Safe Central while, while in the hood or something like that? Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a parody. Don't be a, menace, Don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Ted
0: Cloverfield Lane as well, but the reason that worked was, one, because John Goodman was fucking amazing in it, mm-hmm. and, and two, it's this real close quarter. You're essentially locked in a room with these characters, and that's where all attention comes from. I, I don't. I really don't know how that's going to work in a predator movie.
2: What else has the director done? You know, offhand, I'm looking it up. I, but... I do not know. Because, like, honestly, the Shane Black one was so disappointing to me. There was so much hype around. Like, he's returning. He's coming back. He's doing the next I, predator. I'm like, cool. Yeah, was I awesome.
1: was.
2: It was awful. I was so
0: excited for that, Mike, and it was just terrible.
2: It was. Oh, funny. he's directed a bunch of uh, the Boys episodes, apparently.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I watched that. I watched The Boys Season 2. That was good.
2: I have not seen it. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, he's only directed one episode. Never mind.
1: I did like Season 1, though. Season 1 was funny.
0: So, that's all I got for news, fellas. We can move on to our main topic. Sweet. So, um... We've talked about it in the past, and I think we even did an episode on Giallo films, but I guess we just wanted to go in and just do a straight-up Italian horror run. You know, just tackle some, in general, Italian horror movies.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. uh,
0: And I was going (laughs) to say, the other genre that Italians have tackled before is the western. And if you watch like an Italian western, they call it a spaghetti western. So, I felt like we need to come up with a name for, like, an Italian horror movie. And I've got, like, a list of puns that I thought about. Pizza horror. Worse than the next. Uh, so, I got Fettuccine Afredo. <laughs> uh, Chicken Scare pans uh, Torturlini. hella, Pasta Prima Fira. Arriva Fierci. Chicken Kachigori, That's one of my favorites. Hmm. And if you didn't like any of those, if you wanted to do something that was more like, uh, you, you could do like car related, you could drive a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. screamy. And if you can't afford those, you can always go with a FIRA. And that's my pun segment. <laughs> Terrible.
1: I was just so. to think of a couple. Um, what's the dessert with the ice cream and the black coffee?
0: Uh, oh, uh It's uh with the lady fingers.
1: Um Yeah, um No not tiramisu.
0: Yeah tiramisu, that's what it's no,
1: this, the there's the dessert thing with it's like ice cream, it's um Oh shit, what is it? One of my favourite gelato. Oh gelato, yep. Yeah, gelato and um black coffee. Um mm-hmm. fogatino. I think if
2: I ever start a podcast, it's going to be called Fettuccine Alfredo because I just I just <laughs> thought of that now. Oh, you just thought of that? Great, right, yeah. <laughs> Good job. <Mike>. Alfredo. Yeah, <laughs> that's that actually that's really catchy. That's really cool. <laughs> that
1: is pretty really cool. Um,
0: I don't know. I was sitting there on my couch and I'm like, just I'm one. I'm getting hungry and I'm like, because I'm thinking of all these Italian foods and then I'm like, oh man, I got to think of something really dumb. Chicken Scarpie Yellow. Mm. So, let's, uh, let's go through some Italian horror films. Um, anybody want to start first, or should I just get it going?
1: This is the point where I'm going to turn around and say, like I said before, Italian horror movies are not my forte. I've not watched many at all, so this is all going to be completely new to me. Obviously, there are movies that I've seen in the past, but... Um, that were Italian, but when it comes down to Italian horror movies, this is more your forte than mine. Mm. So I'm gonna nod and politely say, "Hmm." Whilst maybe uh, you'll hear uh, something that you'll enjoy. Maybe you know, and I'll again, I'll just nod and say, "Hmm," and then say, "Yes, no, maybe," and then that will be about it.
0: At least, excellent,
1: the, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: glad you're going into it with a positive attitude, Shane. Yes,
1: in a typical British mm-hmm, manner, you know.
0: <laughs> all right, well, let me start with one that isn't very good, and you're not going to want to watch it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'll so see no, you guys I'm all,
0: all in <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, this one is The House of Lost Souls, uh, also known as Ghost House 3, directed by Umberto Lenzi. And uh, this is, just get ready for some confusion, because this is what Italian movies are, go, are, are like going into. So this is titled uh, as a sequel to Ghost House. Ghost House was also directed by Lindsay. However, it's not a sequel to Ghost House. It's actually part of a television series called uh, La, La, La Casa Maldete, uh, Doomed Houses, which also includes the, the TV movies uh, The Sweet House of Horrors and The House of Clocks, both by Fulci. And the House of Witchcraft by Lindsay. So, the original Ghost House, and this is where it gets real confusing, was titled La Casa 3. In Italy, La Casa 1 and 2 are the first two Evil Dead films. So, they released this other unrelated movie, called it La Casa 3. And then this film is known as Ghost House 3, but it's not a La Casa film. It's not La Casa 5. That's something else. That's a movie called Beyond Darkness. To further the confusion, the version that I have is a German import from the Cult X-rated series, and it features a cover that was stolen from the Witchboard films, but with the title Ghost House Three. So My when you God. look at this, when you look at this thing, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I don't know what movie it is, <laughs> and this is the shit you run into with some of these Italian movies. Um, so anyway, the movie itself, uh, the house of lost souls, I'm just going to call it that because it's easiest, um, uh, a group of archeologists or paleontologists, or I don't know, something, somebody who digs are coming back from a successful dig and traveling through Italy. Uh, they get blocked by a bunch of closed roads in a dark and stormy night and they're forced to stay in this creepy worn out hotel who is run by like a mute weirdo. Uh, one girl is part psychic because why not? And which is really funny because they specifically say you're half psychic. Like she's not full psychic, I guess. Maybe just her mom was psychic. I don't know. And um, she keeps sensing all these terrifying visions of murder and death, people hanging from the from the rafters and ghosts and stuff. Uh, and meanwhile, the other members of the group see a, a bunch of other weird stuff: bodies, spiders. Uh, other random scenes of classic Italian horror. Um, the effects aren't too great in the movie because this was originally a made-for-TV film. Um, most of the deaths are cut away. You know, they'll, somebody will come at them with a knife or whatever, and they'll scream, and it cuts away. Um, uh. But overall, it's not really that bad of a watch. It's kind of interesting. The characters are really dumb and goofy, but, like, you end up wanting to see how each one of them is going to die because it's an Italian horror flick, and having schlocky deaths is all you know that's what it's all about basically um i don't know overall it's mostly a ghost movie there's a couple like um slasher elements and i think there might even be like a little zombie thing but it's mostly like a haunted house type thing going on and it's not super creepy but it's a fun watch and i'm saying if, if you're looking for something that is a good example of italian horror but not like a masterpiece yeah this is fine you're not gonna walk away from it being like oh i i absolutely hated it but at the same time it's not some visual masterpiece it's more like a uh you know a collect the check kind of movie um it's not super easy to find a copy of this um but there's some like uh box sets of different italian films that have this in it and uh if you look around you could probably find a, a uh A stream of it somewhere um most of the most of these italian films people end up putting online because they're either hard to find or people want to watch them for some reason so yeah that's my first one the house of lost souls cool what do you got mike
2: um so my first one was a movie i have seen before um and i really like it it's called the church from 1989 So uh, this movie, as Ryan was saying about confusing uh, sequel titles, a lot of people consider this Demons 3, but it's not. The director, Michelle Soevi, which I'm saying horribly, I'm so terribly white. um, Let's go with it. (laughs) He also directed Cemetery Man. He's directed Stage Fright, and he's the dude in the first Demons with that half-silver face. So he directed this as well, and he's always insistent that this is not Demons 3. He considers the first two Demons, like, just fun, over-the-top horror movies, while he wanted this to be more sophisticated. So, this came out in 1989. It was written by Dario Argento and Franco Farini. It's based off the story of theirs. Um, Lamberto Bava is uncredited director. It's the beginning or uncredited writer the beginning the first like prologue is written by fabrizio bava so there's like a whole bunch of writers on this thing um i watched this on prime video so i don't know how good of uh the dvd would be or where you could find it but it's starring hugh korshi thomas arana asia argento Fyodor chili and barbara cupisti which I probably all said incorrectly. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's it's about a librarian named Evan. He's hired to catalog books for an old church library. He meets Lisa, who is an artist and head of a restoration project for the church. So while workers are digging in one area of a church, cracks form, and she tells him just to stop. So uh, she ends up finding a parchment that is a few hundred years old. And Lisa, who who has met... Evan and fancies Evan and who just wants to get laid brings Evan home and deciphers this parchment. And it's like the only thing this guy talks about, like she's trying to get down with this guy and he's like the parchment, the parchment. And like you, they show for some reason they show her like getting annoyed at all this and they never really bring it up, but she's like rolling her eyes and stuff. And uh, yeah, he, he uh, ends up deciphering the parchment. He finds an old uh, cross in a room of the church it's made of stone and it's sitting on the floor uh he ends up opening the cross unleashing spirits buried underneath so i love religious horror movies so much mm. it's it's just so fascinating to I me mean, there's so much uh so many stories that you could pull from and it's just awesome so this movie's no different there are uh there are a couple scenes that are just really well done the gore in here is really good Um, and especially so good. That's it almost came out in like 1990. I know this came out in 89. Yeah. March of 89. Um, so it's got that eighties horror or eighties gore to it. Uh, one of the, the scenes that I loved a lot is some dude, he takes a jackhammer and he's possessed and he like jackhammers his own stomach and just (laughs) see his guts just fly out all over the, the stone floor of the cross room. um, also, the entire beginning portion is really cool. The entire prologue is—it's uh, just a bunch of knights looking for witches in a small village, and they end up slaughtering the in, all the people, and they bury them in this mass grave. Mass grave, and the the dude who's like leading the knights, he's like, he's like, we got to bury this, and we're gonna build a church on top of it, and. They marked it by a large stone cross and then the church obviously was built on top of it, which is a problem because the guy opened up the cross. So shenanigans are afoot. So what I what I this movie is really good acting and it's got a super solid religious uh, horror story to it. There's some great imagery like you have um, like a dude in prosthetics who's dressed up like a demon and he's like raping a girl. And it looks mm. like a cool like looking demon there's a an angel that this biker guy keeps seeing, and he's got like these really like gothic looking wings and he's like surrounding this woman there's a there's a shot of all these bodies coming up from the floor, and they're all like jubbled together they look like one of those rubber rubber band balls <laughs> and it's all like done practically obviously, and it looks great um I wish that there was some more like demon or witch action going on. The movie kind of takes a turn and instead of dealing with the main characters you get at the beginning of the movie. Like halfway through, all these people are trapped in a church and you kind of deal with all these different people uh, dealing with them being trapped in a church. Um, So, yeah, I I, if you like religious horror movies, you will like this a lot because it's not over the top like demons. It's it's actual like there's no comedic elements to it besides this old comedic couple. Like for some reason, there's this uh, man and a woman and they, every time you see them, they're just like saying these goofy things and it just doesn't work at all. But besides that, it's, it's a really good horror movie that I would recommend. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I love the church. Um and uh Michelle is one of my favorite directors, especially because of Cemetery Man and um and Stage fright. Both of those are fucking awesome. But yeah, like you mentioned like the people that are involved in making this with like Dario Argento and Laberto Bava, like they're it's like the the cast of horror filmmakers they are constantly switching around like one of them will write a movie and another one will direct it and then that and the next time that one will produce it and someone else will direct it and someone else will write it like it's this this awesome synergy they uh these guys had from like the 70s into the 90s
2: yeah and um, the the score is really good too it was done by keith uh emerson and goblin so mm-hmm. you, oh god it's goblin the, score yeah yeah it's just so good
0: yeah this this is a great one, and I always like to think of it as, like, another Demons. As opposed, I don't know if you've ever watched, have you seen Demons 3, the ogre?
2: No, I have not. I didn't know there oh was God. an actual Demons 3. No, don't watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. It's another one of those Italian things where they slap a title on it, and uh, it's, you know, nothing to do with the movie. Um, yeah, th- th- this one is awesome. In fact, I was going to watch this, but I was like, oh... Uh, Maybe I'll choose something else instead just to, like, uh, stretch out a little bit because I've seen it a few times. Uh, But, yeah, I love the intro scene with them killing all the witches and throwing them
2: in a pit. Um, It's cool because there's one one part in the beginning. This knight decapitates a woman. Yeah. And her head is just being kicked around by all these horses. (laughs) It reminded me of, like, Dead Alive when when the head's getting kicked around. It's such a
1: good movie.
0: It's a good one. This is a good one. So that's That's an excellent pick. Oh, Aja Argento's in it. She plays the little girl, I guess.
2: Yep. Who knew she would grow up to be a piece of shit? Oh, I know. <laughs> I was thinking of it the entire time. I'm like, you fucking rapist.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. Um, Shane, did you have one you wanted to talk about or anything?
1: Um, no, not really. I mean, not unless you count Demons or Demons 3, but I think we're Demons 2, but I think we've already talked about those before.
0: Yeah, those are absolute classics. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but speaking of Demons and Demons 2, my next one, um, Delirium, directed by Lamberto Bava, who also directed Demons and Demons 2, um, or it was involved in him at least, I should say. Uh, uh, He's the son of uh, Italian film legend Mario Bava, was another great director um he worked with all these guys he's part of that same crew worked with our on a bunch of his films doing like uh directing you know uh some of the second director and stuff like that and um delirium is a late giallo Uh, it has a little bit more of a slasher feeling to it it was made in 1987 which is really late in the giallo game so it's it sort of brings in more of the serial killer, but it still has some of the, the giallo tropes that are put into it. Um, it's got a little bit of rear window thrown into it, a little bit more gory and sort of over-the-top kills that you'd see in some of the later 80s slasher movies. The music is pretty awesome. Uh, lots of guitars and synth. It's done by Simon Boswell, who also did Argento's Phenomena, uh, Demons 2, Hardware, some of these also awesome, uh, awesome soundtracks for horror movies. Um, And there's like a lot of weird psychedelic imagery in the film. Like every time uh, a girl is killed, like the you sort of see through the killer's view and the woman's wearing like a weird head thing. Like the the most famous image from the movies is this big eyeball mask that like they have a, a girl wearing. But it's sort of the killer seeing these girls as like monsters or something. So they all have different ones. One girl has like the head of a fly. One girl has the head of an eyeball. It's not in real life it's more just in this guy's head or in the, the killer's head I should say. So anyway the, in the movie um, some more some models are being killed off um, the, after they're doing shoots in porno magazines. Um, there's one guy who's in a wheelchair who makes creepy phone calls to the main girl Gloria or if if uh, it's the Italian version uh, I think it's pronounced Gioria. Um, But I'm just going to say Gloria because I watched the the dub version (laughs) dubs instead of subs this time. Um, And there's a few other staple actors that are in this Uh, Daria Nicolodi, who is Argento's longtime partner and Aja Argento's mother. Um, She's in this. She's in a ton of horror films, uh, Deep Red and a bunch of other stuff from Argento um george eastman is in this who is in a ton of spaghetti westerns cheapo action flicks italian sleaze fests and a whole lot of sexy italian ladies are also featured in this movie showing their boobs in various photo shoots and sex scenes um the main woman uh who's in it is played by this uh, italian uh, model serena Grandi, and she's just this like sex bomb she's like Uh, all curves the, the whole way down. It's just curves everywhere. And she does not have a, any issues uh, going nude in like half the movie, basically. So if you're, if you're in it for a little bit of sleaze, this is, this is definitely a movie for you. Uh, The killer dispatches the ladies and then places them in seductive scenes uh, with the background being a shot of one of Gloria's nude photos. So he's like building up to eventually kill Gloria and the the cops are, like, investigating, and there's a bunch of red herrings because it's got, you know, some of those whodunit elements from a giallo. You don't really know who the killer is till the end. Um, and one thing I will say that's another weird trope that I can't believe got included in this, but, like, at various times you hear the killer's voice, and the voice is this goofy, high-pitched helium voice of, like... <laughs> And they've done this before in other movies. Like, if you ever seen the New York Ripper, uh, by uh, Fulci, like he talks like Donald Duck, <laughs> and um, in in this, the killer talks like he's like, oh, "Hello, Gloria, I'm going to get you," and it's <laughs> like this really high pitched helium voice, so you can't identify who it is, I guess, but it it just sounds hilarious when you're hearing it. Uh, and um, the kills themselves are great. There's great blood effects. Some of them are real interesting. One woman gets killed by bees, I thought that was really funny. It's not as good as Nicolas Cage getting killed by bees, but it's still pretty good. Um, Pitchforks, all kinds of different stabbings and beheadings and stuff. It's all, it's all pretty good. Um, I actually sort of confused this in my own head with uh, another Bava, uh, Lamberto Bava film, uh, Macabre because that one it's it's another early film of his and like for whatever reason I like I was picturing this one scene where like the guy finds a uh, a decapitated head in a refrigerator and I thought it was in this one but it's not so like when I went to watch this I'm like oh I want to watch that movie with the head in the fridge and I'm like wait a second <laughs> is this in it so anyway um, I like this one it's worth checking out I uh, I couldn't find it streaming but the DVD is actually really cheap you could find it on Amazon and a bunch of other places There is a Region 2 Blu-ray, but it's super expensive. It's not worth really picking up for that. But, um, yeah, go out and buy the DVD for, like, 7 bucks. It's not too bad. Cool. So, yeah. What else you got, Mike? You got another one?
2: Yes, I do, and it was one that you mentioned earlier. And it's a movie called Beyond the Darkness. Oh, there you go. What did I say it
0: was? It was uh, La Casa 5 or something? Yeah, (laughs)
2: something like that. I was waiting for you to talk, like, shit about it. I'm like, I'm just going to keep... <laughs> um <laughs> it was made in 1979. It was directed by Joe Diamato, which I am not really familiar with a lot of his work, but apparently Oh he's...
0: man, he is a sleazy motherfucker.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> after watching this, I kind of assume that. Um I watched this on Tubi, so if you like the sound of it, go check it out. Uh it stars <laughs> people that I cannot pronounce their names, so just bear with me. Uh, so it's about a Frank who's an embalmer. Uh, his girlfriend dies in a hospital and he's really bummed out about it. Obviously he just wants to be left alone. So he's like in this room and he's all like bummed out and everything. He's like, just leave me be. He's talking to his caretaker whose name is Iris. And she just pops a whole titty out and he just begins sucking on it. (laughs) <laughs> and she, and it. this was all in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is what this kind of movie is going to be. Um, and she's just saying, like, oh, you know, no one's here to take care of you now. You know, I'll take care of you. And he's just sucking on her titty. So at the funeral, the embalmer injects something into his dead girlfriend, Anna, to preserve her. Uh, he then goes to the cemetery later that day, and he digs up his dead girlfriend, whose name is Anna. Um, on the way home, for some reason, he picks up a hitchhiker. Uh, his tire blows out, and she kind of just like wanders into his van. She's she's English, so they over they over uh, it's dramatic her like accent from like London. <laughs> Hello, governor. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> that. It was so funny. Um, so instead of dropping her off, she falls asleep, and he just brings her to his work area, and he's preserving his dead girlfriend, and and Frank is just you know has it's one of the, the better scenes in the movie where he's like cutting her up and he's like taking out all her guts and he is taking out all her blood and they really go into detail. And the gore in this movie is phenomenal. Um, for some reason, he doesn't wake up the hitchhiker. So she's just still in the van, but he's, she's like parked inside. So she wakes up and she sees everything that's going on. And instead of just thinking to herself, Hey, this guy's an embalmer. She starts attacking Frank, and she starts, like, uh, swiping at him and, like, trying to claw his face and everything. And eventually he incapacitates her. And then he takes a tool and he starts plucking off all of her fingernails and... Uh, yeah, so he starts, which I thought in my head, it's like, okay, maybe he's trying to, like, rebuild up his girlfriend. But he, I, I don't see him doing anything like that with his girlfriend, who's dead. So he preserves her, the girlfriend, and he puts her back in this bed. And that's where she is for the rest of the movie. And he ends up, uh, the following day, him and that Iris woman, his caretaker, uh, fill up a bathtub full of acid and just cut the hitchhiker up in a great scene by the way so you have the scene where iris has like this hacksaw or like a like a hatchet and right before she hits the body it, like cuts to iris's face and like they keep going back and forth to the body to her face body to her face it's obviously it's not cut up a real body but it really looks like it uh the gore in it like there's so much blood everywhere and the practical effects are great so you just see this tub full of acid and this, like, decomposing body inside of it. And Iris takes, like, the rest of the blood and guts, like, all the stuff that she couldn't dissolve. And she just dumps this black liquid into a hole outside. And there's, like, an eyeball floating in there. There's all these, like, guts. It's, like, a black. It's disgusting. <laughs> and she, uh, she buries it. And then she goes inside. And she doesn't even wash her hands. She just puts, like, stew in two bowls and just gives it to the other guy and just starts going to town eating it. And I'm like, oh! I'm like, this movie is gross. Yeah. And, uh... So, yeah, Frank preserves Anna, and he wants to keep her in his bed for the rest of his life. He kind of, like, flips out. And meanwhile, he meets new people, and every time he gets close to somebody new, he goes into, like, this super violent rage, and he ends up uh, disposing of them. So I don't want to get too into it, because the... The effects for this movie are really good. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's got great gore in it. And it's got some decent acting, too. There's not really much of a story, really. It's just Mm. mainly about some dude who wants to preserve his girlfriend for the rest of his life. And that's pretty much kind of it. This is kind of a, I wouldn't say, like, torture porn. Maybe it is. But it's it's mainly you watch it for the gore. And I I would recommend it, but it's not going to, like, change your life on anything
0: yeah it's definitely a gross out film like it's and and that's kind of a staple for uh Joe damato type movies when he when he does make horror movies is that it's he always wants to feature something that's like really gruesome or or disgusting to like sort of sicken the audience um but yeah i I remember i think the first time I watched this who got me to watch this? I think it might have been woodenheart on the uh on the forum it was like oh you have to watch this you have to watch this um, it's, it's, it's a creepy movie. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember, uh, I remember being creeped out by it. Um, and I think there was something like either when they were taking the body apart, they were not that it was a cadaver, but they used like a pig or something.
2: Yeah. So that the, it was like The initial scene where he's like cutting up his excavated girlfriend, they use a lot of like pig skin. And it's, I was kind of shocked cause I didn't know about it until after I was like, how did they do that? And they, like, layer out on a table, and he's, like, cutting it. There's, like, no blood coming out at first. I'm like, that's really cool looking.
0: <laughs> oh, they just hacked up meat. <laughs> that's, yeah. how they, that's how they did it back in the day. Yeah, that's it, it's an interesting movie. That's probably actually one of D'Amato's best movies um, because, like I said, he does a lot of sleaze, and he does a lot of, like, just shitty. Like, if you look up Joe D'Amato on IMDb, He's got to have like six thousand movies under his name. Like he just does anything, a director for hire. So, oh wow, it's it's nice to see him do uh, you know something he's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of care into. Um, If anything, I I think gore heads, people that like gore movies, you need to check this one out. It's definitely a, a a must watch just for the gore. So I got one more, Mike. Go ahead. And speaking of Joe D'Amato, this is Killing Birds, a.k.a. Zombie 5. And in my tradition of confusing fucking film series, uh, this one definitely falls into that. So for people who don't know, in Italy, um, Dawn of the Dead was released as Zombie. And then Lucio Fulci made a movie uh, titled in Italy Zombie 2 which was sort of a semi-sequel to Zombie, a.k.a. Dawn of the Dead, but it really wasn't. In the U.S., it was released just as Zombie 1. Zombie. In the U.K., it was released as Zombie Flesh Eaters. Oh, I remember. Um, Yep. So then, after that, Fulci made another film titled Zombie 3, because the last one was Zombie 2. And in the U.S., they didn't change the name. They just left it Zombie 3. And then there was a Zombie 4 which was unrelated to any of the other ones. And now this one, Zombie 5, also unrelated to anything else. Oh, no way. I think they skipped zombie. Yeah, that's right. There wasn't a zombie two in the U S it's just zombie, zombie three, zombie four and zombie five. Um, so this one directed by Claudio Latenzi, uh, it was ghost directed by Joe D'Amato. So either the, 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 I looked up this other guy, Claudio Latenzi. I couldn't find very much that he had made, but uh, it said he, the uncredited director was Joe D'Amato. So I, I actually believe that. Because um, he'll pretty much do anything. So the movie's real weird. Um, it starts with a Vietnam vet coming home uh, from Vietnam. And he finds his wife banging some other dude. And there's not really any uh, any speaking in this part of the movie. Uh, he finds him like, in bed. So he kills him. And then he goes outside and he kills a few other people that are out there. Um, And then a a bird escapes its cage and starts attacking this guy. And it pulls his eye out. And then he, like, finds a baby or something. And then the scene ends and it cuts away to a college campus where there's a bunch of uh, college kids uh, going around talking about this investigation they want to do into a rare woodpecker. I think it's supposed to take place in Louisiana because I think I saw a bunch of LSU stuff and um, the college kids all get together and a reporter decides she wants to tag along because she wants to report on a rare woodpecker or something. So it's just a reason to get these kids into a van and, and and essentially out into the woods. Um, So they all go out to the woods and they have to, meet this scientist who was apparently the last one to, to find this rare woodpecker and A scientist is played by Robert Vaughn, who is in like a million t- uh, TV shows and movies and stuff. Um, some of the more famous ones, he plays like uh, this, uh, one of the main guys in, but <laughs> in Chud Two, Bud the Chud, um, he was the bad guy in basketball uh, <laughs> and, and he was also in Superman three. So, but, but mostly in my area, uh, he he plays uh, a lawyer in law commercials, and um, so for the law offices of Mark E. Salamone and Morelli, uh, colloquially, in, or at least in my family, we refer to him as Mark E. Salamone and Morelli. <laughs> like That's the guy, Mark E. Salamone and Morelli. So um, it, it's good seeing an actual actor in one of these schlock movies the gang goes to meet him and he has no eyeballs because he's the guy from the beginning that had his eyeballs torn out. And you're like, Oh, okay. So then <laughs> since he's blind, they're like, how did you see the bird? And he plays an audio recording of the bird. And that's how he saw it last time. Cause he heard it. So they go out into the woods to try to find this woodpecker. And it's just scenes of them roaming in the woods and going up to like rivers and stuff. Uh, they eventually come across uh, an old broken down car with a dead body in it, and they're like, oh my god, let's get out of here. They don't report it to the police. They don't do anything. They just found a body and left. And and this body was never shown how it died. It wasn't part of the killing spree in the beginning of the movie. They just go and find this mansion, which was the house in the beginning of the film, and a bunch of weird shit starts happening, sort of like what I described uh, in House of Lost Souls. Like, just spooky happenings start th- seeing you're seeing things supernatural stuff weird animals like you you, know, you kind of don't know what's actually going on and then a zombie outbreak starts sort of out of nowhere and there's zombies that come up from the ground and they start attacking the house and it, it like you just don't you have no idea what the fuck's going on the plot is way out the window you you're like okay I can't follow who these people are like who the individual kids are and what's happening and why. But like, there's my favorite scene is there's one scene. This guy comes in and he he decides he's gonna break out his portable computer. And I'm not gonna call it a laptop because it's not. <laughs> it's like this fucking huge suitcase thing. He opens up, pulls out this portable computer, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I'm trying to calculate my chances of survival." Clack 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 clack. He's like, "Maybe we can find a way out of this." Like. How the fuck, what are you typing? And it looks like it's just a word processor. It doesn't even look like it's like a fucking real computer. Like, What are you typing into this to calculate your chances of survival? Ghosts, zombies, dead body. They do
2: that in the thing as well. (laughs) Yeah, right. There's like no computer program. I don't know.
0: At least in the thing, those are scientists on a research mission. Right. Like, maybe there's something, like, maybe they're doing some cell dividing software. I don't know. But in this, like, it's just a guy who's, like, writing a paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, the gore effects are not good. Uh, there's really not much to see. You could you could totally tell this is a movie where they had a bunch of ideas for individual scenes and didn't really know how they wanted to connect them together, but they just filmed the scenes and, and sort of... Smash them all into you get a runtime. Um there's the movie's titled Killing Birds and technically there's no bird killing like the birds don't kill in the movie. They tear that one guy's eyes out, and it's sort of implied at the end of the movie that he gets his comeuppance by birds, but they don't show it. So you're like, Alright, what what was this? And it's part of the zombie series? It has nothing to do with anything, there just happens to be zombies along with other weird shit that that are in it. So, um, this one's kind of a stinker, but amazingly, Vinegar Syndrome just released this on Blu-ray, and it is gorgeous. It's absolutely a beautiful transfer of, like, a god-awful movie. (laughs) So, I don't know that I'd recommend, like, purchasing it, because, you know, Vinegar Syndrome titles aren't cheap, but... If you come across, I think they do have some type of streaming access for the film. Maybe uh, maybe try to catch it on streaming because it's like amazing to watch something that like looks so good, but just be like just completely terrible. The acting's horrible in it and the music's not even good, which in every other like Italian movie, the music's usually great. Hmm. So I don't know. This one, it's a stinker, but uh, if you're looking for a schlocky bad movie, this is this is one to check out.
2: So I've, I've, I, I wanted to watch all the zombie movies in a row, I, even though I know that they don't really connect, but I, this was on my list for a while.
0: <laughs> I can't wait till you get to it. Well, <laughs> You don't need to watch them in order, Mike, if that's what you're worried about. Okay. Great. <laughs> so what do you think, Shane? Has anything tickled your fancy? No. <laughs> I think you'd like delirium. There's enough nudity in it that I feel like that could get you through the whole movie.
1: <clears throat> well, delirium sounds interesting just for the, <laughs> to
0: I got any more Mike you want to talk about?
2: No, I, I actually just watched the two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, I got these ones done. So, um, I did reach out to, on the uh, Facebook group. We got a couple people commented some of their favorite Italian movies. Uh, Daniel Peterson said, uh, Fulci, the beyond, uh house by the cemetery bob is king he wrote in uh in parentheses on that and he loves demons and demons too um and the beyond is great man that's one of my favorites I, that's my favorite fulci film um, oh it's
2: amazing so, beyond yeah. house by the cemetery man they're just yeah
0: those are some great ones uh connor blackman says don't torture a duckling is his favorite fulci oh wow. and I'm shocked because that is that it's sort of a lesser known Fulci film. It's not shitty. It's not super gory. It's a good giallo movie. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm amazed Connor <laughs> <laughs> like, picked something that wasn't just schlock. But yeah, so um and then Sharice uh, McCowan said uh, Ghost House is bananas uh, and Madhouse is worth a look. Um, Madhouse. I don't know if I'm too familiar with. Maybe that's...
2: I know I've seen Madhouse. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google it. Let's see.
0: 1981. Madhouse.
2: 81 or 74. I think the 74 one has Vincent Price in it, so I'm assuming it's the 81. Yeah, that's probably not it.
0: Madhouse. Woman is pursued by her murderous psychopathic twin sister in the days leading up to her birthday. All right.
1: <laughs> Another name, so, I just want to point this out, but I've just had a message um, from one of my neighbors that uh, three cop cars full of police of, uh, coppers have all turned up and arrested one of my neighbors. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, Shane, if you're pulled off, Mike, uh, by the police, we'd like to get that recorded.
1: Oh, yeah, fine. I'll leave it running.
2: Yeah. Man, there's a picture of Madhouse on IMDb of this woman whose face is just fucked up. It looks pretty cool. Let
0: me see. Is that John Saxon? I
2: thought it looked like him, too, but it doesn't say John Saxon. (laughs)
0: Like, that looks like John Saxon. Uh, He's not listed on here. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out.
2: Yeah, that looks good.
0: So, um, yeah, that's all I got right now for for this round of Italian horror. I mean, I I have I own so many of these stupid movies that I could I could keep going forever. I mean, just the zombie series. Like, we could do a whole Joe D'Amato episode. Yeah, we I mean, so many like cannibal movies. Anthropophagus. You ever seen that one?
2: I've always like seen the cover of it, but I've never watched it.
0: Oh my god, it's got one really famous scene. Where <laughs> this is awful, uh, uh, the killer pulls a de- a baby out of its pregnant mother's womb and then eats it.
2: That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. I gotta make that. Yeah, I'll uh... I'll totally do another Italian episode, man. I... Oh, what was? Did you die? Yeah, I just smashed my heel on uh, my desk. Oh, that's good. It feels great. <laughs> feels
0: really good. Yeah. So um, I don't know, Shane. What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, what, what, do you have any experience with some of the Italian movies? I know you said you watched Zombie Flesh Eaters.
1: That was the first movie I watched. First horror movie I watched when I was seven years old.
0: And it did instill with you a love of all things Italian.
1: No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's obviously you know Demons One and Two and but. The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, I remember watching. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously, I've, I've seen a few, but they just never enamored me.
2: I used to be like that until I started really getting into them. Yeah. The gore and them, and oh my god, the women are just unbelievable.
0: I'm telling you, Delirium alone is worth just... just <laughs> Put, put your cursor on it and just, like, scroll ahead quickly and be like, oh, well, let me pause right here for, for a minute.
2: <laughs> I was re-watching uh, Blood and Black Lace, like, a couple weeks ago. And it's just, like, uh, the girls popular. and their, like, models. And <laughs> even, like, I was re-watching Black Sunday as well, like, one of my favorite Italian movies. And uh, just the main woman in it. I'm like, why can I have been born in, like, the 40s? <laughs> you know?
0: oh god yeah but you prefer her with all the the holes in her face right oh absolutely yeah
2: (laughs) as one of the the best it's one of the best intros to a horror movie it's like one of my favorites it's It's so brutal for a 60s
0: but it's black and white it's fucking absolutely gorgeous and like it it reminds me of like universal monsters like you could tell they had this huge like gothic set like it's fucking it's so good i should have watched that movie I love that one. Yeah, Mario Bava's really great. He's a uh, and he is I'm not going to say less known, but he's less sort of celebrated because his movies are more older, like as the Italian horror stuff was just getting started, he was one of the first guys, you know, really putting out some good shit. So, yeah. it's not really until the 70s and 80s where you get Argento and and um lomberto baba and some, you know some of the others joe damato like cranking out uh some of the nut- nuts all ones but mario Bava's is great
2: yeah, he did a uh, planet of the vampires which i talked about a few episodes back it's like some yeah. s- horror 1965 horror sci-fi about a planet of vampires and it's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah. all right cool well let's wrap this up um if you want to get a hold of the podcast uh, all you need is blood pod at gmail.com our Facebook group of course all you need is blood uh, if you want to get a hold of me uh, on Twitter I'm at Ryan Tutelo Instagram all you need Ryan and you could find me on Facebook the upcoming horror moviescom message board I'm always
2: on um, and that's about it uh, Mike. Yeah, I do the uh, All You Need is Blood podcast Instagram. I haven't been posting lately because these consoles have literally been taking up most of my day, so I haven't been—I've uh, been forgetting. But yeah, I normally uh, I'm pretty good with that. I'm on the Facebook group and the UHM forum. Shane,
1: you can find me on Instagram uh, at RoboGinge seventy four and Twitter Death Cell Society.
0: Bye Awesome. All right. Well, fellas, thanks for uh, coming on once again, and thanks for everybody for listening. And I'll just say bye for now.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Awesome. Oh shit! I should have talked about penitentiary. I had it listed here. I didn't. <laughs> you ever seen that
2: movie? No.
0: Oh my god! It's it's crazy. It's a super late black exploitation movie about a, uh, a guy that gets imprisoned wrongly and the prison he goes to is like it's all about boxing like they have boxing teams and like they let the inmates box and there's like a big tournament and if you win the tournament they like let you free I'm like what that's, that's great They <laughs> made a sequel it looks like there's, yeah, there's two and three. Oh, my God. Both one, and, both one and two are from Vinegar Syndrome. Another great fucking release. And what's crazy is I remember watching this when I was a kid because, like, I love the Rocky movies. And I was like, oh, it's another boxing movie. Like, you know, I don't know. And uh, I just watched it. It's so, so not for kids.
2: <laughs> Dude, that uh, the cover sells me. Some boxer, he's, like, in prison and he's got boxing gloves on. And he's punching the bars off. Oh, so good. so great.
0: Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's, it's it, But what's weird in it is there's like little things that you pick up that you could see influenced other movies and stuff. Like, there's a character who is essentially um, just uh, what's his face from uh, Shawshank Redemption, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. They're like, this, this guy is basically just the Morgan Freeman character just in this movie 30 years earlier. <laughs> oh, man, it's good. All right, I'm gonna get going because I'm starving and I haven't eaten anything since breakfast. I gotta
1: pee. I'm gonna so, take painkillers.
0: Take some painkillers and lay down, Shane.
1: That's my plan.
0: Don't fuck your stomach up with all that.
1: Nah, I'm drinking plenty of water to go with it, and <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of booze with it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>